It's gonna be good. beautiful people. It's me, Jenny D from Spill With Me, Jenny D podcast. I am so excited to have this next episode for you. The month of February is Love Yourself. And I have this woman that has just really has such a great story and journey through her life that I really think that it's going to really help us see that we can all accomplish things and we can all do things if we put our mind to it and our heart in it yeah. and our soul. So with further ado, I have Nicole here. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Jenny. <laughs> Thank you so much for having Having me today. I'm just super excited just to meet another woman that's empowered and empowering other women. So thank you for this platform, for the opportunity to share. And I think we're going to bless a few people today. I think so too. I mean, when you meet people, you don't know who you're going to meet. You, you, you walk into a room and this was in a, a very big room and I had, I thought, okay, I'm going in there and I'm going to do meet the authors. I'm going to do some speaking and meet some people and just kind of show them about my podcast. But when I saw you and your beautiful, beautiful mom, thank you. Oh my gosh. And my mother it read her book and just, so it was called Meet the Authors. Yeah. Beth Codwell had this down in like the rivers. And I was going around talking to all these wonderful, wonderful women and their stories and their books. And they've, I mean, to, to write a book and accomplish that. I mean, yeah. you must be so proud of your mom. I am super, super proud of her. You know, she's been talking about this book for years. And then she just like one day said, I'm just going to do it. And she, you know, went through the process and it was grueling sometimes. And my dad just kept encouraging her. Her friends kept encouraging her. We kept encouraging her. And we are super excited that she launched her book last year. Yes. And she was invited, like in her first year, like who gets to be invited to these amazing platforms in your first year? It's right. not even a year yet of her publishing her book. Really? And, oh my goodness. It wasn't a year. It was like a few months. I thought she was doing this for a long time. No, it was just a few months. Oh and my goodness. She got invited to this opportunity. So it was definitely a great win for her. And uh, it was just such a blessing. And I got to meet you. I know. And I, so I see Nicole. I'm wearing my hot pink boots. She's got her hot pink jacket. And I'm like, we're like this. I see you. you need, we need to know each other. <laughs> exactly. I said, I need your boots. She said, I need your jacket. And I, so just your, your face and your aura. Like you just like grab, like I gravitate towards you because oh. you have such a friendly face. Thank you. Thank that you. I feel like as women, you know, it's nice to find that in other women. Yeah. We're all here trying to do the best we can. Right. You know, a lot of us could be moms, stay at home moms, you know, and, or, you know, could just be living on your own or doing your own thing or living in. That's why we need to empower each other. Yes. 
and yeah. really dig into what makes us who we are. Yes. <laughs> because, you know, as women, we put a face on, right? Right. You know, just like we can accessorize and put on makeup, we get to cover up those things that we feel aren't the best. Yes. What are we hiding from? You know, we oh, we hide from lots of things. We hide from our insecurities. We hide behind our fears, our right. doubts. We hide behind lies that we yeah. tell ourselves or lies that we've been told about ourselves. And so in that hiding, you know, we don't get to show up authentic. Right. And so we have these, you know, fake relationships sometimes with each other. It's true. That then, you know, breed jealousy and envy because you're the real you is not able to shine and show. And then that's how you just, there's friction sometimes in relationship with women unnecessarily. Right. Because guess what? Jenny, I'm not competing with you. Yes, I know. Right? This is your podcast. It's a big this world. is your space. <laughs> like, although she is, she should have her own fun. Well, <laughs> because she speaks so well. I'm like, tell me more. You're tell me more. You're sweet. You're sweet. <laughs> but no, really, I mean, we're here to empower and encourage each other because guess what? The women who you speak to are the women who are called to Jenny. Yeah. You know, they're the women that you you have a connection with and that you're being led to. And the women who I connect with or resonate with are for me. So everyone has their own tribe and has their own group that they're called to. I mean, look at this amazing space. Right. You know, the, the, the owner here. Right. Yeah. Ta tattoos. This is a space that was that was for you. Yes. You know, so we're, we're on this journey together as women. And we have to realize empowerment is so much better than bitterness. It really is. It yeah. really is. And, and jealousy. And jealousy. You're right. And you're right, though. I mean, what you were saying, too, like, I think, uh, not that I led my life in a different, I wasn't really who I was, but I don't know if my, I was telling this to somebody else, I don't know if my story was what I wanted my story to be, but mm-hmm. I really want to get into your story. Yeah. And just find out, like, because you, you know, you are just powerful you you've got you know i feel like you've got your act together but i know we all have a journey and we all have a story yes that has brought us to where we are where we we should feel confident enough to say oh, you know what i'm okay yeah i'm okay you know? and and there are times when i wasn't okay right you know and it's been you know my journey has been sort of like an ebb and flow you know right. there are peaks and valleys you know in in my life and i think initially you know when you think about your journey you know, I was a young girl, you know, as a Christian young girl, and I had a totally different mindset of what I thought my life would be. You know, I had a totally different vision of how I thought life would pan out. Right. And initially, you know, it was going okay. But as I began to just grow older and 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 things change and morph and develop, right? I wasn't that girl that grew up and was like, I just want to get married and have kids. I was not that girl. Yes. I was the girl that wanted to be high fashion and be a designer and, you know, be on the red carpet or dress someone who was on the red carpet. That's something I wanted really? to do. Really? So yes. You wanted to be a designer? Yes. I oh. went to design school, fashion design school, and I, that's what I wanted to do and wanted to be. I thought, you know, I just, as a creative, I am a creative, right. and that was just something that gravitated towards me. Like, college wasn't my thing. I, I wasn't interested in math and science, even though I was okay at it. I was good at it. Right. But but it wasn't me. Like I wanted to just kind of be free a little bit. 
and that, to to design. It was fun. Were your parents okay with that? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> they were absolutely okay. And because I had a certain track that I was trying to follow, not to get into the boredom of that, you know, it, it didn't lead me to the path of where I thought it was. It led me to a path of ministry, yes. which was a very interesting transition from, oh, designing dresses to <laughs> yeah. preaching in pulpits. <laughs> <laughs> so how did it lead you into that? So... I graduated from design school and I thought I was going to just do two years here in Pittsburgh at a local design school that no longer exists. And I was told that, you know, you come to this school, get your feet wet, then you can go to FIT or someplace in New York and go in as a junior or a sophomore, your credits will transfer. And I didn't do my own research on that. I just took their word for it. Mm. I, you know, between my freshman and, and last year of school, I go to New York, we go to FIT to meet with them and talk about it. And they literally laughed at us. Like this school is not even accredited. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm like, what? You're like, wait a minute. Did all this work? Yes. Oh, I'm not even going to look at it. I was furious. And I just, you know, unfortunately didn't find a way to regroup and repurpose. I just let right. it go. Okay. I was like, okay, I'm done with that. You know, I can still sew, I can still design, I can do my own thing. And I did. But my parents, who um, were Christians, they were interested in going to Bible school. And, you know, as a family, my dad got accepted to this Bible school, but they wouldn't let him come without his family. Hmm. And so, you know, I was saying, yeah, because, uh, well, it makes sense now, right? So you're, you know, in the the Midwest, your family's back in Pennsylvania, you're going to ministry school, just the disconnection, you know, at all, just, they didn't want things like that. So I totally get that. Yeah. So my dad said, you know, pray about it. You know, I was, I was over 18 at that point, you know, so I could have just left home. Um, But I grew up in church. I grew up and, you know, I was a Christian. So I, you know, grew up in youth group and that sort of thing. So it wasn't foreign for me to say, okay, dad, I'll I'll pray about it and see. Right. And then that's when the journey began, where I went from designing to church and ministry. And uh, it was was an interesting, interesting journey. Yes. I'm sure you meet so many different people. Oh my gosh. And that's what, like, what do you do? Like, tell us a little bit about ministry, because I I think there's some people, our listeners might not know. Look, have you noticed our hair? (laughs) I know, right? Wait, no, really twinning. Wait, I got to get my glasses on. We we have to really look. Of course, we are sisters. You are hilarious. I know. This is so great. Here we go. I love it. (laughs) So, about ministry, because I think a lot of people don't understand. There's probably, is there different kinds of ministry? Absolutely. You know, there's, 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 Many there's pulpit ministry. This is ministry. Yes, it right? is. It's just really engaging with people. I think. <laughs> oh my gosh! I did, but I never would have thought yeah, about this. Yes, because I think you know. It's I think there's with people. Right, I, love I that. think that you know ministry has been under a particular. I'm like I'm a Christian, so of course for me it's all about Jesus, right? Right. And in ministry, you know, it's about serving other people, serving and meeting needs of people, yeah. and that's that's what we and inevitably are called to do: be servants, right? We are. And so I was in youth ministry when I was the Bible school that I went to, and I used to just help teenagers, you know, really connect with God, whether it was through drama and acting or. You you know, whether it was through, you know, just retreats and, you know, I had this girls program, you know, teaching girls, young girls about their bodies and what it means to be pure and, and, you know, just to, to maintain that, that 
relationship with yourself that, you know, you don't have to do anything outside of what it is that you desire to do with your body, you know, and that you have a choice. You have a choice. You have a choice. And so for me, ministry then became a huge part of my life and just connecting with God and really understanding what that means. You know, that God isn't some far off in the distance being, right? He's personal, he's present. And so it's really understanding what it means to connect with God personally. Right. And in that relationship, it just really changed for me. It changed my life. And and that's when the journey began for me of going from just, I'm really not interested in marriage and all that to going in that direction. Because honestly, yeah. you know, that's kind of the picture that's painted. Like there, you know, there's, there's a, there's a beauty to ministry and then there's some sides to ministry. Ta-da! You know, there, you have to maintain that personal connection because it's about you and God, not you and the masses or you and, you know, what's put before you. Right. Because there's a conditioning that comes there that makes you think that your life has to look like the other Christian My or the God, preacher. See, the comparison, yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's something that happens that's not necessarily that you're conscious of. It's a very subconscious conditioning. And you have to be very careful about that because it can get you in some patterns and behaviors that can take you off. Even your relationship with God, because you're you're trying to emulate sometimes and follow after what other people are doing. Right. It's so and true. But you don't recognize that at the time. No, you don't. You <laughs> you're don't. just like, I'm just doing what I'm doing because right. this is the way, you know, I'm supposed to be doing this. Right. And right. who says that? Who is telling us? You know, it's, it's definitely not, you know, God's not saying, hey, you have, this is your path. You got to go like this. Yeah. And so here, here's, here's the thing when it comes to the path of God. I do believe that there's a purpose for us. Right. I do believe that God created us for a purpose. And, and in that, he, he leads and guides us in that purpose. But if someone's telling you what you need to do, right, you know, this is what you need to do or that is what you need to do. You have to check that, you know. Okay, God, are you really saying that? Right. People don't feel like they can hear from God, but you can't. Right. You can you know? and that's how so when you were you know, in your ministry and you were just were you fulfilled or did you feel like you needed to I can tell you this story and I feel I can feel it like it was yesterday. I'll never forget. It was March the 19th. You made me cry. Because <laughs> I cry a lot. I'm going to cry. I won't make you cry, but... Oh, it was geez. March the 19th, 1994. I grew up as a Baptist girl. And as a Baptist girl, women were like, no, no, in the pulpit. Like, you cannot preach in the pulpit. Because, you know, traditionally... Pulpit, what do you mean? Pulpit men, like, in a church. Oh, in a church. Yeah, mm-hmm. in a church or somebody stands up in a pulpit. We call it pulpit. Oh, no platform, you know, yeah. podium, that sort of thing. You know, but the pulpit was a sacred area, you know, in the church. And so women were not allowed there. But there was a pastor here in Pittsburgh. After I graduated from uh, ministry school, he gave me an opportunity to preach a youth service at his church. And this was a Methodist church. Okay. Oh. And so and Baptists <laughs> okay. are not necessarily the same, but kind of like that women shouldn't be preaching, but he allowed me that opportunity. And I remember really like it was yesterday, sitting in this big chair in the pulpit, you know, yes. velvet, you know, pushing. <laughs> were you, Nicole? Oh my gosh. I had to be like 24 or something oh like my, that. I'm thinking you were like in your 30s. No, no. I had okay. to be like 24, 1994, or maybe 26. Yeah. It's 26. And 
I was nervous and I'm sitting there and I remember thinking, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. Like there was that sense of like everything in that moment, let me know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And it was the most incredible just time ever. And I even had people like, you know, years ago, right. I had people saying, oh my gosh, I remember that message you preached, you know? So, yes, tell, yes, so tell me. Message. It was, the name, the, the title of the message was, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Ooh, okay. Yes. I'll never forget it. I probably preached longer than I should have, but in the Baptist church, you know, you could preach an hour and it'd be okay. <laughs> Oh my gosh, just keep going. <laughs> but it was really an impactful time of, of of ministry. And it came from when Sarah, or Sarah at the time, w- was, she wanted to have children, but she was past the age of having children. And then Moses was, I'm not Moses, Abraham was also older and up in years. And when God said that she was going to have a baby, you know, the question came up was like, well, is there, you know, she was like, me have a baby at this age, at this time. Right. Like, I can't, I'm, I'm past that time, right? And and God said, is there anything too hard for the Lord? And so, so what that tells me in any of our situations that yes. it, it could be barren, it could be dead, it could be, you know, the, the worst thing that could ever happen. We could be downtrodden, whatever. When we are able to see that it doesn't matter what it looks like, there's nothing too hard for God. Right. You know, if he's purposed it, if he said it. Right. It's going to happen. So it's, it's almost like you're saying, like things are meant, not meant to happen, but when things happen for a reason, they're happening for a reason. They're happening for a reason. Yes. Yes. It's almost like a lesson, not a lesson, but we, we learn from everything that we do. We do. And we should. Right. You know, you know, life is really about lessons. You know, we can either repeat that same lesson Right. <laughs> you know, when people perpetually find them, and I've yeah. repeated, I know, oh, I've repeated I many lessons. Oh, I've repeated many lessons. And there are lessons that we learn, right. you know, and I think when we get to that place, when we learn a lesson, you know, then we can empower the next person who's going through that lesson. Oh, I love this. Yeah. I mean, you just the way you speak, I'm just like, I, you know, I, I'm like waiting for the next thing. You just, you do, it's you have a way of speaking to, I'm sure other people feel the same way that have mm-hmm. met Nicole, but you know, me and her, we have only met a few times, but right. just listening to you right here, I'm just, we talked on the phone for a while, but yeah. and just seeing your face and yeah. your just your passion. You have such passion in your eyes and and you want people to look inside themselves and realize, okay, yeah, you're going to make mistakes. Yes. You know, but tell us a little bit about, so when you're in this ministry, did you decide, I'm, I want to have a family? Well, you know, it's, it's not even so much that I want to have a family. I felt like I couldn't be a minister in a pulpit without a husband. Interesting. I felt very unprotected. And sometimes even in Christendom, I'll say that, it feels like that. Like being single was like a no-no in right. like ministry because you have the, the issues of, you know, are they going to be pure? Are they going to stay holy? Are they going to live right? And that sort of thing. And so I was like, okay, well, how does that, how's that whole thing going to happen? You know, and you think you go to ministry school, you're going to find some amazing man of God. and But it didn't happen like that right away. But I did meet. I did meet a wonderful man at my school, and we we were friends for years before we ever got married. And and I dated other people and other men, but I had believed that God spoke to me about this person, mm-hmm. but he wasn't interested in me at that time. 
You know, he was actually going to marry someone else. Oh, wow. Yeah. And before we get into way into that story, (laughs) he was going to marry someone else. And I was totally fine with that. Totally supportive of it. Hey, rah, rah, go do your thing. Right. Right. But then God spoke to him and he walked away from that marriage, that, that engagement. And then that's when the journey began for us. And so to, to, to fast forward, we were married for 15 years and it got to a point to where it it ended. And I'll just, I'll just put it that way. You know, I mean, we're okay. Like we got to be okay with things. end. and, you know, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, did you hear about so-and-so? Oh my gosh. And everybody comes to their own conclusion. Yeah. Well, I think this is what happened. I think, and I mean, I get that. I'm not saying that I've never gossiped before, you know, or said things, but that's your business. And that's where, you know, and what happened it doesn't mean that they're like, oh, well, we failed at our marriage. Well, no, it doesn't. It means there's another, there's another step to to, to move yeah. into your life, another journey, another path for you to go. Yeah, I, I told this story. I told the entire story, and I think I shared with you yes. that you know that was my time to heal because I was mad at God. I was. I thought you kind of set me up because I had an amazing, amazing man. I thought right. who chased me down, really. I don't want to say chased, but this is what he did. You know, I re- I used to recruit lawyers for, for a one of the larger firms in D.C. Love that job. And there was a young man who was wanting to be a summer associate. He was an attorney, Harvard grad. He was at Harvard at the time. And he was very handsome. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm a recruiter. I can't engage like that. Right. But when he got out of school, he connected with me. And he said, I'm I'm really looking to settle down and get married. And I really think that there's something here, you know, what, what do you say? And I was like flabbergasted. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> You're like, what? what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's one of those weird situations, total chemistry, amazing man. He really is a great guy. But I said, you know, I'm a Christian, you know, where are you going to come to church? And he's like, that's really not my thing. Right. And I was like, oh. That's so fun. here's the conditioning, right? And I know that you're not supposed to be married to someone who's not living the same life as you as a believer. I know that. Right. But I was like, oh my gosh, when does this ever happen? <laughs> and Because sometimes when you have that chemistry, you know, and it's now thinking about the way it is nowadays when you're dating or meeting yeah. people, you know, you have a, you have a list. Yeah. And sometimes you... It's okay to go off the list a little bit, but I don't know about as far as religion, though. I don't know if that's if that's a really hard thing to kind of, okay, wait. Yeah, for me at that time, I was like, okay, because there's going to be problems. your life, though. Yeah, that ministry. Right. right. And I was like, okay, it's all right. Yeah. And we laughed about it, and he's an amazing man, amazing man. So, but I chose the person who I felt God was leading me to. And this is why I was saying I was mad at God, because I'm like, oh my gosh, you set me up. Yes. Oh, I, the, I could have been. <laughs> you set me up. Right. But the beauty is, even, even in our story, even in the fact that there is a distance between the two of us, right? you know, in terms of marriage now, that what came out of our relationship is amazing. You know, our beautiful kids, oh, yeah. you know, and just the amazing people that they are. And so, right. so I have to count it all. You know, right. as joy in the end. It wasn't joy at that time. So, you know, so that that time then when our my marriage ended, it was how's that a God? Yeah. You know, and you can't be a person who has hate not hatred. <clears throat> that's not the word, but to have that like 
disconnect from God. Right. And you're just, you're so mad and, and you can't get over that being mad. Yeah. I, yeah. How did you, I was going to say, how yeah. did you get over that? Yeah. It took some time. It took some time for me to get through that because at one point, you know, our marriage is over. We lost our house, filed for bankruptcy. I was... Oh, no. I didn't hear all that. Oh, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yes. Um, no. so, so when our marriage ended, when our marriage a ended, things, a, a lot of things were happening over the years. And I mean, it's things that you see and you pay attention to, but you right. you don't necessarily... Yeah you know, flag. And if you do, there has to be that mutual engagement, you know, with things wanting to be better and to, and to go in a different direction. And for us, it was a specific issue that wasn't, that was causing us to not be able to go in the same direction. Right. And so I'd have to spend hours to tell you everything in between. But the bottom line is this, we got to a place where financially we weren't in the right place. We were in a home that we weren't able to take care of. You know, my ex-husband, you know, had several back surgeries. He was his military, you know, had to retire from there for medical retirement. It was just a lot of different lot factors. There's right. a lot of oh, factors yeah. that went on. And in the end, you know, it just got to that place where it snowballed. Right. You know, I didn't work for a long time taking care of our kids. Then when I did, it wasn't enough to really catch up. And so when it got to the point where we had to give our house up for a short sale, yeah. God really, even through all that, that, all of that time of just really wanting to understand why are we here in this place? You know, why am I married and just so sad and hurt and broken, but feeling like I can't get out, Right. you know, feeling stuck, feeling like I'm trying to save my marriage. I'm wanting God to save my marriage, even though inside, you know, that it's broken. Right. You know, and so you, because you want that picture. Right. I think we always, you know, like you said, we don't know where our path is going to lead, but we see this picture of us and we visualize this picture. Well, you know, I have faith and and I know that, you know, God's going to lead me in the right direction. And then you're like, wait a minute, this didn't exactly pan out the way I wanted it to. Yeah. But you grow from so much of that. Yeah, you you do. You do. You do. And I think, you know, in the broken parts and broken pieces, you know, the in between those broken pieces, Mm -hmm. you know, it leaves room for there to be a mending and a fixing, you know, in relationship. Because at the end of the day, you know, God's still about relationships. Mm, That's true. That's what you said. I wrote that down. Relationships. (laughs) Serving other people. Right. It's still about relationships. And so, you know, in, in that broken place and just, okay, God, what's happening? You know, even though You know, our house got sold before we moved, before I moved to Pittsburgh. You know, my kids were still needing to finish, you know, over a little over a month of school. I had no place to live. No, we had gone through bankruptcy. So no one was renting to me. I had, God had opened the door a few months prior for me to start working at a law firm. It was like one of those places where you, I was down for a few years, you know, during this time where we were going back and forth about the divorce and we didn't tell our kids and it was just a weird time. You know, I was just crying out to God just for an opportunity to arise and God opened the door for me to work at a law firm that I was just wanting to work at for years. He opened up this door, gave me favor, just really picked me up, you know, in this place of feeling like, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. And he opened up the door for me to get this job, have so much favor there with the attorneys, with, with everyone there. And it was a pathway for me to be able to have something to move my children to Pittsburgh. Yes. 
Now, I didn't stay with the firm, which was such a difficult time. It was such a difficult time having to make these decisions in the midst of brokenness. And I just want people to know out there, you know, when you go through difficult times and there's just brokenness there, there's hurt, there's disappointment, there's discouragement, there's frustration, there's anger, there's bitterness, that God is still loving you through this process. Like you don't realize that he's guiding you. I didn't realize that he was orchestrating things, even though some of the things that I was orchestrated through were extremely painful, right? Giving up a great paying job. It's, yeah, it's not, you don't understand it. And it don't, you know, and even if you, you know, you don't, you're, you don't have a Christian background, you know, don't say, say to yourself like, why, why is this happening to me? Right. Like you feel like it's happening to you. Right. And really when, many times it's happening for you, right? It's happening for you because it's giving you that like, either a wake-up call or it's giving you one of those things that like, come on, let's go. Yes. You need to take control of your life. Yes. You need to do better. Yes. You know, so it's it's a, it's terrible. It, it, it is, is, but there's beauty in it. You know what I mean? Yes. And so I was able to, okay, all right, I have to give up this situation, but you know what? I was able to move my kids. We were homeless for a little bit. And what I mean by homeless is one of my friends, my daughter's friends opened up her home to us and let us stay with her. That was so beautiful. It was a beautiful, beautiful gesture. You know, it was difficult, you know, because you have a whole house full of women and two cats, right? (laughs) (laughs) But even in that, there was there was beauty in the brokenness, you know, because we had a place to be. You we didn't have to stay other. in a shelter. Right. We didn't have to stay in a shelter. We weren't, you know, on the street or what have you. So it was a beautiful gesture. And now we're here in Pittsburgh. And God opens up another door. And, I, and the reason why I say God is because that's that's what it is for me. And maybe the universe for you, right. maybe something else for you. But you have to know. And this is your journey. And this, this is, is your my story. Yeah, and absolutely. I, and I love that you have, you know, the ministry and, you know, the love. And yes, and like you said, like a, a lot of times when I, when I talk to a lot of guests, and this happens for me too, we don't want to fail. Who, oh my gosh. But who are we trying, like who are we failing to? Right. I mean, who is saying right there, okay, you failed, you're done. Yeah. You're over. Yeah. Like, it, 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 but it comes to your mind. Yes. Like failing for me was was big. I never went, because I'm a firstborn. Okay. So, you know, it's difficult for any firstborn to fail at anything because oh, you're yeah. kind of like, you know, the the golden child. And exactly. anyway, like you, everything has to be amazing. You know, you have to be on top. You have to be successful. That's my daughter. That's all So yeah. if there's failure there, it's really big. It's a big deal, you know, because it's that internal. We're so tough on our, well, I'm the baby, but it's tough on our, we're tough on ourselves. Tough on, oh, it's so true. We're it's, hard not, on ourselves. it's not right. But so tell us how, I mean, you came from, you know, living with your friend, friends and, and then you came to Pittsburgh. How did you like just get out of like, what did you do? I, so I moved in with my parents. Okay. You know, the first thing I did and I found a good school district for my kids. You know, they go to Montour. And so I'm so thankful to the people at Kennedy Highlands yeah. who opened up the door for me to have my own place because, you know, bankruptcy is going to follow you wherever you go. Yeah. You know, and it was, we're only two years into it. And most people don't want to rent to people who have right. gone through bankruptcy. And they took a chance on me. That, you know, that that makes me, you know, sad because, you know, bankruptcy isn't just, it, sometimes things happen. That, yeah. It's not like you're causing that. And it, just give a chance. Give yeah. people a chance. Yeah. And, and, build that back up again. That's all you're asking for yeah. is a chance. If I had a chance in Virginia, I'd still be there. But I, I'm not. And I'm here. And the doors just continue to open for us and for me to get to that place of trusting that things are going to be okay. Right. You know, that I see you and I understand and I'm moving and doing on your behalf. 
Mm-hmm. You know, but we self-doubt and we still get anxious or angry or just having to deal with those things. So in 2020, yes, the year that the world shut down. I know. <laughs> that was weird. That was scary. Yes. That's Oh, well, I can't even believe that still happened, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, I came here in 2019. In 2019, I got my own place. My girls and I, we moved to to Kennedy Highlands. I'll give them a shout out again. <laughs> that was free, guys. That was free. We're <laughs> paying. <laughs> exactly. That was free. And and so from there, you know, I got a, I got a good job. I started with a temp agency and I was able to start making my own money. Again, enough to support myself. My parents have been beyond amazing of just being a huge support and making sure that her daughter and their kids, you know, are doing well. Right. And that's what you would do for your daughter. So, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's just, it goes down the the path. We do what we want to do. And this is what we do for our children. Absolutely. And they're, they're amazing. And my siblings, amazing. My family, amazing. And in 2020, when the world shut down, it was kind of like one of those things where it's like, I have to do something. You know, I have to like. That's how I was. I think everybody was. That's because it's I was like, like, we I can't look at another podcast. Zoom. We can't, <laughs> we can't do. So, you know, I started to then go back to the design element and I started making masks. Did started, you tell me this? I, I may have. I'm okay. not sure. <laughs> I started making masks. Okay. And putting rhinestones on them and patches and all kinds of fun things. Bling, bling, baby. But then that's when the creativity started again. Yeah. Because during that season, I was not creative. I was sad. I was depressed. I didn't. Your mindset was not there. No, like everything was like gray. Yeah. You know, but it was in that year when the fall started that I started, I started recognizing the sky. I don't know if you. Just, oh my gosh. I can't believe like you said that. Yeah. I look at the sky all the time. Yes. And I see things. Yeah. And I, and I don't tell anybody because I'm always like, oh, I wonder if somebody can see what I see. Like, I, that is so interesting the you said that. The sky has been speaking for years now. Yes. It's so, it's just like, I'm always like, oh my gosh, girls. Mom, they're like, mom, I know the sky. I know, right. <laughs> and then it was like the trees. So it was like I was starting to see colors and vibrancy and oh, light. Colors and, came back. Yeah. Yes, it was so. Yes. I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, girls, look at the trees! Right. Aren't they beautiful? They're like, I know, mom. The they trees. didn't realize what you were really what, what was really happening was yeah. you went from gray and just feeling like doubtful yeah. with where you were going to. I can see. I can, I can see. see the sun. I can yeah. see the brightness. I can. Yeah. I see my path. Yes, that's exactly what happened. It was one of those things where you know your creativity is awakened, and you know I'm making these masks. And then in the fall of that year, God was like, "Okay, it's time. It's time to tell your story." And I was like, "Okay, but you're going to do it on live Facebook." I was like, "What? <laughs> what? Yeah." It's like, yeah, you're going to. And so every day, Canva, have you ever heard of Canva? You know, the platform Canva? Yes. Okay, yeah. So every morning I'd get up and I'd create a post, you know, design a post. And then I'd come up with, you know, what I'm going to say for that day. And then I'd just post it. And I did it every single day without fail. For how long? Probably almost a year. Okay. Every single day. Literally for, well, I know from August to June of the next year. Okay, so that was 2020. Mm-hmm, to okay. 221. To 221. Yes, and so I would get up and create a post, and then on Thursdays, I would have my Thankful Thursday. Oh, I like that. And the first post that I made was, he asked, and I said yes. And everybody was like, oh my gosh, girl. You're <laughs> <laughs> 
It would have been definitely saying that. Yes. And that was the point. <laughs> Get everybody's like, Get everybody excited. Yes. And, and then I began to tell my story. And I just shared, you know, what I went through, how I felt, you know, what the, the, the high days, the low days, and every post that I did spoke to whatever that next week would be about. And it was an amazing time of therapy for me. Yeah. It was just God just doing in my heart a work that literally. But for sharing that, you know, I mean, that's, you're very vulnerable, you know, very intimate. And you're sharing something that's just, you didn't think you'd ever share. Especially to like the public. Especially public. Yes. But here's the thing. I was very public about the beginning of our relationship. Right. You know, I wanted to tell the world I'm marrying this man. He was a man of my dreams. Right. I was, you know, showing off everything. Right. You know, we did this amazing proposal in Bermuda. And, you know, we got married there. We honeymooned Mine here. Mine was Aruba. <laughs> see? We, we did, see? We went to Antigua. We, we had the A's there, right? <laughs> yeah. But, I, but I'm, I was very public right. with it. And so if you're going to be public... When it was the good times. You better be public. With the, public. I like that. When it's the bad times. I like that. Be public. Yeah. And so what did you think when you did this? Were you seeing that there were men and women reaching out to you saying, yes, you're helping me? Yes. I I, I knew where you were going. Yes. I did. Yeah. Because they I see, did. they probably, like you said, maybe they didn't know the whole backstory of exactly what happened to you. and And maybe they were just still like, not pointing fingers, because, you know, we want to give people the benefit of the doubt. You know, sometimes they don't mean to, or it's out of anger, which jealousy, like you said, mm-hmm. or insecurities with their own life. But they probably were listening to you and like cheering you on saying, I'm so glad that you came from a place of, yes, look at me. We're so happy, you know, fairy tale life. And then, okay, it's not. It's yeah. not like that. Let's get real. Let's, yeah, let's get real. Mm-hmm. Let's get real. And it was that. I mean, and, and, and it's hard because, you know, you don't, you know, my ex-husband was my best friend for years. I mean, I've known him for 30 years. Right. And so you don't want to hurt him. You don't want to hurt his family. You know what I mean? Right. You know, it wasn't all on him. You know, I had to own part of this as well. Story, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's our story. Absolutely. But this part was through my lens. Right. And it was how you were feeling. Exactly. It's your emotion. Exactly. It's not anything bad about somebody else. It's about exactly. what you were going through. Exactly. And so in, in, you know, in this journey of going through this process of healing, you know, even then it was an ebb and flow. It was like, okay, now I shared the, the huge story. Now, where do I go? You know, and I just kept doubting myself of, am I good enough? You know, mm-hmm. now how does this impact me? So I I was out there for some time and then, oh my gosh, now I have to step back a little bit because he moved to Pittsburgh, Yeah, you know? So then that changed the dynamic again. Right. Because now it's easy to be separated or divorced from someone who doesn't live near you. Right. But now it's present and, you know, we're doing things with our children together and you're around my family again. And it felt just like in, it, it felt a little bit intrusive on my ability to heal. I get that. Because it's now totally get it's that. open wound again. Yes. The you open know? wound. We right. were just talking about this off air too. When you talk about hurtful things in your life, uh, sometimes I'm like, I, I stress because I say share your story, you know, because you never know who you can help. But it does open up that can of worms where you just feel like, oh, yeah, I'm hurt again. I'm hurt. And, and, and it's hard. And, and this could be years later. This could be like 10 years later or one year later. That hurt may not go away, but it's how you deal with it. Yeah. 
Absolutely. You know, and I definitely, I'm not the person that's going to say, oh, you know, nothing hurts me. Things hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And it did. And it did. And because I didn't know how to manage that and be authentic and be myself and still, you know, put on a good face for my kids and make sure that they're okay in this hot process and how to co-parent well when you're now Mm -hmm. living together again after being separated for so long. And it it was just, it was me. I just, I just doubted myself and stepped away from ministry and just was like, oh, you know, I just don't feel like I have anything to give. And it's so important in anything we go through to stay filled up yourself because you can't give out of an empty well. You just cannot. And so you have to maintain that relationship. For me, it was retaining retaining my relationship with God. And I was I was like, now he's here. Now what? What is this all about? Right. So I'm like, I'm mad at you again. Right. You're like, I need a sign here. Can somebody give me a sign? What is going on? But in that, you know, God's grace is sufficient. And so now I'm at this place where I'm okay. I've forgiven I've moved on. You know, we have a great co-parenting relationship now. I'm able to celebrate and support you, you know, in... And that's in great. It's not not yeah. that you want to have that hurt in your heart, but you want to be able to... I know it's so hard because I, I know there in life that there are people that we dislike or people that come, yeah. come in our crosshairs and we're just like, oh my gosh, this person's so mean. Or, but what I've came to find, find out now is that what made them do the things they did? Where did their hurt come from? Yeah. Where did their pain come from? So I kind of like look at people like, okay, there is so many sides to stories and I don't want to keep pointing fingers at that one person because it, like you said, it's it's about where was I in this place? Yeah. You know, how was I? So, you know, to me, I every time I talk to somebody or I meet new people or I'm at a store and somebody you can tell is having a bad day, like, mm-hmm. you know, they just don't want to be there. I just want to like hug them and say, it's okay. Yeah. I know, you know, if you're having a bad day, I get it. Like, it's okay. I'm not mad. I'm not going to not give you a tip or not do something. Like, I get it. Mm-hmm. It's, I finally realized that, like, like you said, during yeah. COVID. Yeah. I realized that, you know, my passion was to have this platform for people like you to come on and help people out there like you that may be having, struggling with things in life that they can't get over that hurdle. Yeah. Yeah. Being stuck is, is a, is a difficult place. You know, because you see through a, a distorted lens, you you see through the lens of the negative emotions of your past. Right. You know, my my bestie tells me that all the time. You know, you have to get away from the negative emotions of your past. Yes, and allow yourself to see through a, a different lens, a clear lens. Right. You know, now, what are you doing now? So what I am doing now. So it. this is your love yourself month, right? Yes. 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 I love it. So I've gotten back to really loving me. Yeah. You know, I was single for a long time, and I used to date myself. Okay. I loved Take yourself out. Yes. Date. <laughs> I loved, loved, loved it. And as a single mom, I looked at it more of like, this is my responsibility. Yes. You know, I, this is what I have to do, not what I get to do. This is what I have to do. Right. And so now my mindset is shifting and I'm learning to just lean back in, get up again, girl. Yes. And go do the darn thing yes. like you know you're supposed to be doing. 
because people have asked, when are you coming back? When are you going to podcast? Not in the podcast, when are you going to come back on your lives? When are you going to do this? And I'm like, oh, I'm coming. Oh, I'm coming. Oh, I'm coming. But not making a priority. And it's something that I love to do. So I'm getting back to loving me. So I'm coming back to my tilted crown to just talk about love restore. And tell us a little bit about the tilted crown. Yeah. So, you know, I'm that person who feels like, you know, as, as, as a queen, right? Right. You know, we have our, we have our crown. We got our stuff together. I had a good job. You know, had good money, car, house, the whole thing. We're just doing it. Right. Right. But then when you go through this place of divorce, your crown gets tilted a little bit, like something just gut punch you, you know, and you just kind of lose your stance a bit. It doesn't matter if it's tilted now, still do the darn thing like you did before. Right. You know, get back up. Get back and allow yourself to love again, to live again, encourage yourself, get back to those things that make you empowered to be you. And so that's what my tilted crown is about. Oh my gosh, all these things you're saying, I'm like trying. It's so true. It's yes, it's true. You have. So is this like something, a group like we could join or I mean, is this just something, is this what you. So. Yeah. So before I get back to, before I go to like a, you know, a join or a membership or anything like that, I just want to get back to just being an encouragement and a blessing. I'm going to host these, what you call bling and cheese events, which I love bling, right? And so I used to sell bling t-shirts and I used to have a t-shirt of like the month or whatever. It'd be like walk in faith and I'd make walk in faith t-shirts and and fight women over. And we talk about our walk in faith journey. You know, that's what we would talk about is, you know, just how life is showing up for us, what what we're going to put our faith towards, or I'd have like, but God shirt, or I'd have some other type of t-shirt, like, okay, you go girl, that yes. type. So that's what the theme of these bling and cheese events would be about. To put your heels on, put your jeans on, wear your rhinestone t-shirt, and we just come and have a great time as women, just that. encourage each other and support. So that's what I'm headed back for. It's towards. like a support group. Yeah. It is. It is. It's like a women's women's encouragement session. Oh, I love you that. know, and uh, really about sisterhood and networking. Yeah, I'm very big on that. I love that because you know what I've realized doing this podcast. There's a lot of networking groups. Yeah, there's a lot of women networking groups. It's so it, I could. I wish I could join all of them, <laughs> and I'm like, but I can't. And, right. And but I find so many interesting people at all the yeah. networking groups. Yeah, it's true. There are, and a lot. it's nice to have that kind of just come as you are. Yeah, because you know, sometimes I do get intimidated, which is so weird for me. You shouldn't. I know. It's so weird for me because people are like, oh my gosh, Chad, you talk to everybody. But when I, I would walk into a room, I, I remember when I first started my podcast, I went up to Mount Washington, not the, what's that restaurant called? Not the Grand Congress, but they were having a, a Pittsburgh business network. Men and women were there. Professionals were there. And I remember walking and I didn't know anybody. You know, I, I just walked in by myself and I thought, okay, you got this. Mm-hmm. You got this. Be you. That's right. If people, you know, go up to people, say hello, introduce yourself, find out what they're doing. I made it a point to let them go first. Like, okay, you tell me what you do. Mm-hmm. And then if they're interested, then I'll tell them what I do. But I found so many fascinating people. And then when I left there, I was like, you know what? I'm proud of myself. That's right. You, I put myself out there. I, yeah, I met, you know, different people and I just, mm-hmm. and, and I, I felt like, empowered there yeah and I felt like okay I'm, I'm able to talk to other people I'm able to be there to be present and to feel that you know what I have something to say yeah absolutely 
Absolutely. You know, for you years, do have something to say. Women would, this is coming from me and what is that? For years, and this even just happened to me. I, I can't even say this, but my husband and I were somewhere and somebody goes, oh, what do you do for a living to him? And they're talking to, and I just kind of stood there, you know, and I thought, they can ask what I do for a living. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just really weird. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, are we still back at that? Where, I mean, even if I, I whatever I do, I mean, geez, the hardest job was being a stay-at-home mom. Right. Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. that was a job. That <laughs> is a job. Yes. That we're not paid for. No. Right. I'm just saying. I know. Right. And I love that. And, you know, even if you would have just said, oh, what are you doing, Jen? And I would, like, a stay-at-home mom or, you know, I'm doing a podcast or, you know, I'm, it was just one of those things where I felt small. So, yeah. I didn't feel, I'm taking my crown. And I'm going to tilt it. That's right. And I'm going to say, excuse me. <laughs> yes. You want to know about Jenny D? <laughs> yes. Never feel small and never shrink back from. Now. Isn't that weird? Yeah. And never shrink back from just, hey, hi, I'm Jenny. Yeah. I have a podcast. Still with me, Jenny D. Love to talk to you. Will you come with me? <laughs> <laughs> you're amazing. And you're you have amazing. to know that, you know, that what you're doing is beyond commendable your hundredth session or episodes yeah yeah you (laughs) that is awesome it's it's been a ride yeah and I listen to you and I listen to all my guests and I feel like we've been like friends forever yes and a part of your life and for you to even share your story with me and my listeners I, I just find that the courage that you have to be able to do. And you know, you're showing your daughters and your family and your friends that, you know what, we can come from a place that maybe wasn't what we thought we were going to go. Yeah. We didn't know where our path was going to lead us, mm-hmm. but we stand up tall with our tilted crown. <laughs> <laughs> we should have worn crowns that I, I, I almost brought mine. I, I, I almost brought it, but I was like, I think that's a little extra. <laughs> It's never doing it's never, and I'm always extra. I know with your playing playing and stuff. Yes, but I mean, so with this tilted crown, like, how would anybody, if anybody would, are you opening it up to the public, or is there anything that you would like anybody to join, or kind of give anybody advice out there that are going through some things and. Yeah, so uh, you can follow me on Instagram on my Tilted Crown Productions, and you'll find out information there on where to connect with me and how to be a part of any event that I intend to do or plan to do this year. So hopefully we'll see you there. Secondly is I do want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to remember that you're created with purpose. You know, there was a quote that I heard that's sort of like the staple for me in life that I'll never forget. I heard it when I was 18 years old. By Dr. Miles Monroe. I'm like, I'm ready to write this down. Who's now (laughs) gone on? He said, when purpose is unknown, abuse is inevitable. Ooh, say that again. When purpose is unknown, abuse is inevitable. Okay. So when you don't understand the purpose of the thing, of a thing, even your own life, your children, your job, your money, when you don't understand its purpose, you'll abuse it. Oh my goodness, that's so true. So when we think about our lives and uh, and, and the places we go and the things that we do, when we don't understand that we really are created for a purpose, everyone is destined to be great in their own lane, in their own way, in their own sphere of influence. Right. Understand that you were created for a purpose. And in that, know that you are great. My goodness, great purpose. I love that. You know, and it's it's true. If we don't 
If we don't look deep inside and we have bad days, believe me. Oh my God, like we're here. Go on. (laughs) I have my bad days, but I just, you know, I want people to know out there that are having their bad days. Like, you know, look us up, you know, look up Nicole, look at the Tilted Crown. I mean, you will see so many amazing women that have gone through some things that, you know, they need each other to lean on. It's they a do. sisterhood. It is a sisterhood. You know, it is a sisterhood. And it's an, like, I'm an open door. I'm an open book. I have an open heart. Like, I just, my biggest thing that I take is I have really learned to listen mm-hmm. and I've learned to get to know mm-hmm. so many people in so many different walks of life and I see their journey and I'm just amazed. Yeah. That's amazing. It is amazing. I mean, we're just right here in Pittsburgh. I mean, I've talked to other people from other states, but my gosh, Pittsburgh, we have so many amazing people and their stories and their journeys. And yes. And then we got Andrea too. Yes, Andrea. (laughs) (laughs) She's amazing. Every time I do a bug, I'm like, Andrea's back. back." (laughs) But yeah, it it is amazing. It is. Thank you so much for the gift of this platform and for the opportunity to let people share their heart and share their story and keep people encouraged to know to keep going, keep fighting, keep standing, keep believing, keep trusting, because things will change. Things I know. Wait, how's this? This is a song okay, that I know it. you know, yes. and we all know the hook, but I was just in quiet time this week, and this is the song that came to my heart. Don't worry about a thing because everything is going to be all right. (laughs) Don't worry. That's right. About a thing. Because every Every little little thing thing is going to be all right. It's going to be all right. That's right. I went down to my outfit voice. (laughs) I was a brand new bag. Now I am. (laughs) But it's going to be all right, voice. Thank you. Everything's going to be all right. It is. I just so appreciate you being on and telling your story and your beautiful mom and her book. And what is the name of The name of my mom's book is Carmen. And my mother's name is Maria Taylor. You can find her book on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and at carmen.com, gmail.com. Yes. Get it. I'll put that all in the notes so you'll be able to see it. But I I so appreciate you here today. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Love you much. Love, love, love the earrings. What? It's all about love. Yes, it's all about love. Valentine and just, you know, and just keep your heart open because you don't know who's going to just come right in there. Yeah. Love yourself. Yeah. Love yourself. Love yourself. That's what it's about. All the month of February is love yourself. That's right. Thank you, love. Thank you. <laughs> Blessings. This was filled with me, Jenny D. Take care. Come spin with me.